when last year I spent more money on spilt liquor and bars from one side of this world to the other than you made. You're talking to the Rolex wearing, diamond ring wearing, kiss stealing, wheel of dealing, limousine light, jet flying, son of a gun, and I'm having a hard time holding these alligators down. Oh, you know it's time. It's time for the Ric Flair Top 5. Welcome to the Fig Cave. I'm pumped up. I put that video together. I really... I just played two YouTube videos at the same time. That's all I really did. But uh, we're here in the Jimmy's Famous Seafood Studios. I'm your host, the hot take kid, Phil Gentile. We're going to have our buddy Tommy Paradise on from the Run-In Podcast in, moment, in just a couple moments here. The biggest Ric Flair fan you'll ever meet. We're going to ask him why he's such a big Ric Flair fan, how he got into Ric Flair, his favorite top five Ric Flair figures, get to know him a little bit more, and uh, how he started his podcast with our good buddy DJ. If you don't listen to the Run-In Podcast, you should. Uh, Great listen. Uh, They talk wrestling, wrestling figures. They talk pop culture, movies, uh, candy, I don't know why I said candy. That's one like maybe one of the things they mentioned, but they talk about everything. Okay, food. I guess just food. All encompassing food, not just candy. They're not fucking five year old kids. Uh, but it is a great podcast. I listen to it every Friday uh, when I'm making my rounds in the car, driving from account to account. That's my Friday morning fix, the Run In Podcast. So we'll talk to Tom in just a moment, and later on in the show we will give away the Warlord Collector's Edition Elite. We did a little giveaway on our social media. We're going to announce the winner tonight. If you won, slide into our DMs on Instagram or Twitter, or you can email us at thefigcave at gmail.com. But let's get Tom on the line. Let's start talking about the 16-time world champion Ric Flair and his five greatest wrestling figures of all time. All right. Hey, hey, what do you say? Stole his, line. stole his line. Stole his line right off the bat. It is the man, the myth. It is our buddy Tommy Paradise from the Run-In Podcast. What's up, brother? What's going on? What's up, man? Those Macho Man figures behind you look real good. Hey, don't eye him up, man. Don't eye him up too much. I need uh, that Slim Jim uh, holder. Oh, dude. That my, that was a gift from the wife. The uh, I, uh, counter I unit. Up on yeah. Dropped the ball on that. But. Um, so we are here to talk about Ric Flair, 16-time world champion, and um, we're going to talk about you, talk about your podcast, uh, but Ric Flair. So we've done so far Bret Hart, we've done Ultimate Warrior, and um, we've done John Cena with our buddy Kenny from The Call-Up. Ric Flair is one of those odd guys. He's had a figure since back in the day with Remco, all the way up now with Mattel. What got you into Ric Flair? Before we talk about the run-in podcast... What got you into Ric Flair? Because he's kind of a little before. I know you're a little bit older than me by a year or two. We're about the same age. Um, mm-hmm. But, I mean, his heyday was before you know we were even walking. You know, So what, what kind of got you into him? And I know you were a big WWE guy, so most of his time was before he came to WWE. What, what, was the, the, what attracted you to the, to the Nature Boy? Yeah, it's funny. Uh, if, if you heard my story without hearing me say I love Ric Flair, you would definitely be like you'd say the same thing you just said is like how the hell then did you become a rick flair fan mm-hmm. so uh his wwf run when he came out in like 91 and you know bobby heenan showed him off on wrestling challenge 
Um, I just, I don't know. I've always liked bad guys. And uh, something just draw, drew me to them. Um, in, during that WWF run, uh, the problem was I loved Bret Hart, too, at the same time. Mm. And then Bret beat Flair for the title. Um, I just remember watching that 1992 Royal Rumble, and he went the whole, you know, he went from number three to the distance, won the championship. His promos were unreal. Um, always got my attention. I just, I, there's just something about him. So then, uh, fast forward, maybe that little break in between his WWF run, and when he went back to WCW, I uh, went to Bush Gardens in Tampa, Florida, with my grandfather, my grandmother, and my mom, and we're walking by this random ass building and it was a tv talk show that they tape um there it was called harrison company so random so random but i remember walking by and on the the marquee or whatever it said rick flair today and it was spelled r-i-c so immediately as a 10 year old me i'm like that's wrestling rick flair can or 11 year old me however old i was yeah 10 or 11 it was like 93 or whatever Okay. Um, I'm like, Ma, can we go get in line for this thing? So long story short, we met a couple in line while we were waiting to go into this talk show um, where this couple had season passes to Bush Gardens. They went to the show every single day, so they knew all the stagehands and stuff. And I told them I was a huge wrestling fan, that I liked Ric Flair. And they uh, pulled some strings, and uh, Ric Flair like cut a promo on the host and like busted out of the building. And there's actually they cut. I have the VHS somewhere, but they cut to me in the crowd, all fired up, pointing, <laughs> booing, uh, just going insane. And then one of the stagehands comes up to me after he walked out the door and said, you know, he didn't actually leave. He's waiting outside that door to meet you. Wow. Uh, so and there was literally like, I mean, everybody's like jet fly. You know, he's jet flying yeah. limousine riding. Uh, and there was literally a helicopter waiting and he was waiting for me to go out just to say hi. And when I went out to say hi, I shook his hand. I was nervous as hell. He handed me two tickets to the event that was going on in Lakeland, Florida that night. Uh, so my grandfather said it was too long of a drive. We couldn't go, but it was still cool. I have the tickets somewhere in like an album. Oh my um, God, Rick, dude. Rick Flair handed me. So as soon as we got back, I started, I got back into WCW. I mean, I'm a, I was a wrestling fan my whole yeah, life. So, yeah, yeah. you know, WCW Saturday night was on at 6.05, but we didn't get TBS where I lived up until, like, I remember, like, going to my grandmother, one of my grandmother's house. She had it in Connecticut, but I grew up in Mass, and in Mass, we didn't get TBS. So every time we went to my grandma's, I remember watching WCW Saturday <laughs> night and just, you know, being drawn in by him. But I also remember after I met him that first time going to the video store and grabbing the you know VHSs of you know Starcade and oh, the best cage matches and all that stuff and watching all his old stuff and just falling in love with him. Yeah, I mean as a kid, that's what is going to make you a lifelong fan of a guy. Is then you know you meet him, he's an awesome person. Then you go back and watch the matches and you know stuff yep. that was you know before your time. That's awesome, man. That's a, that's a really cool story. I've never heard that story from you. So yeah, I don't know shit. that many people actually have to be honest oh, with you. That wow. aren't, you know, that aren't super close to me or whatever. So nice. I don't even know if like some of my my in real life friends know that story. So that's awesome, man. And uh, yeah, I remember those days because I my parents used to go to church on Saturdays at five, and I used to like beg them. They used to always talk to old people afterwards, and I'd be like, "God, it's WCW is <laughs> about to start at six oh five. Let's go." <laughs> And, you, uh, you know, five minutes. And it wasn't go. a huge WCW. It was just cool. Like when you're a kid, you just want to watch whatever wrestling you can. Like there was yep. Saturday morning on WWE and that was it. There was no raw. 
There's no nitro. Yeah. It was like, you know, you had two chances to watch wrestling. Uh, yeah, so. I remember I remember going to like discount stores with my mom. Uh, my parents got divorced when I was like in second grade. So my mom, you know, didn't have a ton of money or whatever. Single mom. And uh, I remember like her taking us to like discount stores, um, you know, Ocean State jo- or Big Lots or whatever they are now. And uh, like just grabbing whatever VHS I could for five bucks or ten bucks, whatever it was. I remember like I had some Jerry Lawler ones and like just like old stuff that like whatever I could get my hands on. And the same cool. thing at the video store. I would rent anything I could. So very it's, nice. It's a good story, man. Yeah. So uh, yeah. Ric Flair, a big part of your childhood. Now we're celebrating him as he's been around the block figure wise. Let's talk about the run in podcast. You guys can follow them if you don't already. It's Instagram, the run in pod and Twitter is at run in podcast. Um, yes, how did you guys start the podcast? Uh, we're going to have DJ on in the next couple of weeks to talk about some sting figures. You guys met through our Facebook group and you just kind of became friends and then you decided to, Hey, let's just start a podcast. Yeah. We met through, um, another Facebook group, uh, that, uh, you know, a bunch of us were formerly in mm-hmm. and, uh, we just started talking one day and, uh, I think I actually bought a razor Ramon Hasbro off of him. And, uh, he told me he was going to be on a podcast, uh, you know, as a guest, um, and trying it out. And, uh, you know, I kind of had the itch from listening to the major brothers and a couple other wrestling podcasts. I know I'd reached out to you a couple times about maybe doing something. You had other stuff going on and, uh, it just ended up, you know, coming to fruition where it was like, all right, let's, let's talk this out and see if we can actually make something happen. We have a lot of the same interests. Um, I think one of the fun, funnest parts, uh, of, or most fun part about our podcast is that we are getting to know each other as we do this. So, and a lot of people have said to us, like, it sounds like you guys have known each other for a long time. Yeah. 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 Well, that's not, it's not the case. Like we met doing the podcast. So there is still stuff that, you know, if you listen to this week's show, uh, I talk about how I found out he was on soul train, uh, (laughs) you know, for the first time, um, you know, found out he was on like some, you know, discovery, uh, channel show where they paid for his family's Disney vacation, um, you know, we're, we're learning a lot about each other as we go through the, you know, through the motions of the podcast and it's been a lot of fun. It's been like a genuine friendship too. You know, he came out here to do a meet, uh, to go up to Albany, New York for, uh, a meet and greet that heroes hideout put together with a bunch of guys. And, uh, we met up with Kenny and, uh, and, and, uh, Charles Andrew, who has, uh, become a little part of our show as well. So it's just been a, uh, it's been a, honestly, it's been a crazy ride. Um, just kind of going through, you know, it started and we've been, you know, mildly successful and, and having a lot of fun doing it. So yeah, you guys to know each other. You guys have a great you know rapport back and forth for sure. It does sound like you guys have known each other for a while, but you know, it's, it's just a cool that you've kind of met through, you know, meeting people through the internet, starting a podcast. And, uh, now I talk to the two of you guys and the rest of our inner circle chat more than I talk to my you know friends from 20 minutes away. So it's, it's pretty cool that we've, uh, form this friendship with people and you know we've met a couple times i'm hoping to meet dj eventually when we get out and do a trip together or something so uh the podcast is great you guys i I talked about in the intro but um you know i don't watch a lot of wrestling so i kind of catch up by by listening to you guys i don't watch raw smackdown and 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 nxt and all that stuff you guys talk about that (laughs) yeah you you walk (laughs) you talk about that you talk about figures you talk about movies food all kinds of pop culture stuff so uh, even if you're kind of a fringe wrestling fan, I think you're still you still kind of touch all the bases for people. So it's a great, great show. I love being a part of it when you guys want me to do some guest spots here and there. So uh, 
good shit good shit yeah that um, was one of the things i wanted with the podcast is i didn't want to i know there's a million wrestling podcasts out there i didn't want to be like all the other wrestling pods i just wanted to be i want to do a little wrestling action figures obviously and then do a little bit of pop culture and just like random like we do this or that where we pick you know sometimes it might be a figure like do you like this rick flair figure or this rick or that rick flair figure but like this week we did uh arcade games it was like the you know uh four player arcade games oh nice you know which which would you choose the simpsons or x-men or we did a, a couple x-men simpsons or ninja turtles like you know they're all pretty much the same game um <laughs> But, you know, it's we we try to have we try to make it more than just wrestling and have our personalities actually come through and uh, and just have a lot of fun with it. So and and so far we we are doing that. So. All right. It, we, it never feels like work. No, no. It, it's that's when you got to stop a podcast when it feels like you yep. got to put in work. And it, it is a lot of work to do. Like you talked about it before we started. You got to you know, we both write up scripts. I wrote up questions for you here. I, you know, you edit your podcast. I don't edit shit, but um, <laughs> you, you, you put in a lot of great sound bites and ad- advertisers and stuff like that. So it's a lot of work, but I mean, it doesn't feel like it if you're enjoying yourself. So that's important. You know, it is. And then we got the YouTube channel and the Twitch and yep. Instagram and Twitter. And it, it is. It's really it's a lot to keep up with. You, know, so. you need to hire an intern. Let's get some interns, yeah. man. <laughs> some high school like uh, seniors Nash available. Yeah, Can I hire no, no, he, he would just <laughs> he would fuck it all up. Um, all right. We're here to talk about the man, the myth, the legend, Ric Flair debuted in December of 1972. I was negative 10 years old. Uh, Same, bro. 16-time world champion, big-time feuds with Sting, Dusty Rhodes, and, and Steamboat. We talked about his time in that Royal Rumble in 92 that just, uh, you know, he was a made man after that. Just an awesome performance and one of the best matches ever. And, I, again, one of the few guys to have a Remco, a Hasbro, a OSFTM, a Jax, and a Mattel figure. So uh, you're going to pick your top five. This is hard to do, for especially for you, I'm sure. Uh, you have some figures to show us. We're, we're recording. Oh, I didn't even hit the uh, the video button. So let's let's do that real quick. That's this is the important part. At least we'll record it, and then if we put it on YouTube, we put it on YouTube. Recording in progress. There we go. Recording right. in progress. So now we're gonna do there our go. top five figures with Tom Tommy Paradise from the Run In Podcast. Um, I have some here mint on card. I have four figures, four Ric Flair figures in my collection. I don't know if any of them are going to be on your top five list, but I am not picking this. You are picking. So uh, let's start from the bottom and work the way up. All right. I'm going to start with number five, obviously. I'm going to start with the sentimental favorite. Now, uh, I've got a little – a couple of these have custom belts on them if you're watching the video, but uh, I'm going to start with the Galoob. This is my first Ric Flair figure. Um, I think it's way better than the Hasbro, um, playability wise. Like he's in a good pose where like, I remember playing a lot with this when I was a kid and doing hip tosses and all clotheslines and trying to do the figure four and stuff. Uh, whereas the Hasbro, you can only really do one move. Like I do, I have a carded Hasbro and I have a loose Hasbro, um, in my collection, but, uh, just sentimentally and figure wise, I think the, the Galoob really, uh, really scratches that figure itch, if you will. Um, for me, just because, like I said, it was my first flair figure. Um, I also, the title I have on him, I don't know if you could see that. Yeah, there. Thank you for holding that up. That looks yeah, bad. that is a, the WCW, not the big gold belt, but that's WCW belt from wrestling figure workshop. That's, uh, um, that thing's pretty minty custom- that, that, uh, figure. Oh yeah. This is in great shape. I don't have a, there, a lot of the, uh, flair galoobs have like the paint is coming off the butt, um, or the, even the feet. And this is, 
there's like no paint coming off of this one. I honestly do not remember where I got this one. Um, I have the UK version too, where he's wearing red trunks with a lightning bolt across them. That one's not in as great shape, um, but it was much harder to get, obviously. Um, I need that mint on card still, though, I, uh, for the collection. Ooh. So okay. um, one of these days, one of these days, I'll suck it up and buy it. So that's my uh, that's number five. And you said, sorry, I cut you off. Wrestling Figure Workshop makes those belts. Those are pretty cool looking. Yeah, they do them for uh, Hasbro's. So I have like the tag team on Legion of Doom. Um, I bought another winged eagle WWF um, for the Hasbro's. I think that's on Hogan. An Intercontinental for the uh, for the Hasbro's. It's good stuff. Look them up. They're based in the UK. Very nice. So. And uh, um, we didn't mention we're both using WrestlingFigureDatabase.com to kind of get some photos of. You can basically search at the top of the the homepage any wrestler, and uh, it'll come up. We don't. We've done this for every episode, but uh, the Ric Flair figures go you know all the way back they got pictures of every single figure ever made for rick flair so if you want to follow along just go to wrestlingfiguredatabase.com and search for rick flair and that's your uh i've never held a galoob figure in my hand so um really you didn't have any when you were a kid never had a single yeah i was a hasbro kid i wasn't into wcw until probably i think eighth grade like seventh eighth grade so i was kind of getting out of wrestling figures at that point Mm mm-hmm uh, but yeah, they're kind of, I mean, they are like the LJ, kind of a smaller version of the LJN, right? It's just kind of like a rubbery kind of pose it, in one position type of figure. It's more like a hard plastic. Okay. Um, it's not like, it's not, not they're like not bendy. rubber. Okay. No, they're not bendy at all. They're like, uh, yeah, they're definitely a hard plastic. So man, I remember having, uh, I actually had my first wrestling figure ring was the WCW ring came with a steel cage, a mallet to ring the bell. Wow. Uh, the Galoob WCW ring was, I was a little disappointed when I got, I was like, where's the has the blue Hasbro ring, <laughs> you know, when I opened up my birthday present or whatever. But once I started playing with that thing, I loved it. Nice. And then I had like sting Barry Windham, uh, Sid justice, the Steiners. Um, I had a lot of, uh, a lot of the Galoobs. And actually I remember as a kid playing with, uh, taking Adam or, uh, Sid justice and painting him to look like Adam bomb. Oh, that's a good call. I, Loved Adam Bomb. Nice. <laughs> All right, number five in the book. Let's go to number four on your top five Ric Flair list. Number four, I actually have MOC. Uh, this was a very hard piece for me to get. Um, it's normally in a case. I took it out for the case tonight. It is a limited edition WWE Network, or uh, not Network, WWE Classics on Demand 24-7. Jack's Classic Superstar in oh. the pink robe. Uh, this is, uh, I mean, this is kind of like what the ultimate edition looks like now. Yep. Um, but it just, just, this was, I was after this piece since like 2005 or 2008, whenever it dropped um, and came across it within the last year or two, actually from uh, our friend, uh, a friend of uh, the run in podcast, uh, Jack from figure collections hooked me up with that for a uh, super good price. So uh, things minty as hell it, as well. Jesus. It, it's got a couple, I mean, as most of the Jack's, classics do it's got a couple dings on the corners and stuff but yep. for for its age it's it's in very very good shape and uh this hangs on my wall i'm very 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 happy with this one hold that up to the camera just so i can see it so that people can see it yeah you got the pink yeah it's very similar to the ultimate edition pink and purple i like that you got the uh big gold belt yeah he's got the little bit of the woo face on there it's crazy that jacks did like i don't know they they did so many things well, but then they also like have so many things that are just like, 
huge misses or weird like the like you showed me that, forget- that figure we'll talk about in a little bit <laughs> <laughs> i don't want to spoil it um you know it's just i guess mattel to a certain extent has done that too but i guess jack's just made so much stuff they just threw so much stuff against the wall and some stuff stuck and some some didn't so yeah they'll forget to put knee pads on a figure yeah. or you know something like that whatever it's it is it's weird it's right. weird but. so we got a galoob we got a jack so far let's see how many different lines we get here on your top five <laughs> all right so number <clears throat> excuse me number three is actually going to be a mattel basic this was a hard decision oh, between number wow. two and number number three but this basic oh man suited rick flair he did not come with that title that is a forbidden figurines nwa 10 pounds of gold belt but this is uh this is from the basic flashback series this is the build the jj dylan mm-hmm. uh fig- figure line this is like a walmart exclusive um, but they, Jax did a version of this where he actually has the four, uh, the four horsemen hand. Uh, it's the only thing that would make this a little bit better. The reason I picked this one though, is just cause the scan is way better. Um, yeah, for a basic that, Christ, that's a great figure. Yeah. This, I love this figure. Um, like I said, this is very, almost my number two. Um, but I just, I, you'll see why I went with the, what I went with for number two, but yeah, sunglasses. Um, like I said, I wish he did have the four horsemen hand um up but uh what can you do uh he just looks more realistic than the jacks the jacks the four horseman hand is just so big he came in a two-pack with arn arn anderson i think um in that classic line and uh got like alien fingers yeah it's just like and that's another thing about jacks you know we were kind of talking about sorry he came with barry windham um i just looked it up um but yeah he just yeah and the sunglasses like wrapped around his head and there's like a string around him like this mattel like there's actually lines in his head where the glasses like sit. Um, so they just did it way. They took the same idea and did, did it way better. Um, but uh, yeah, the, the Jack's body proportions sometimes are just so far off. Mm. Yeah, for sure. I remember so seeing this, this flashback basic. I remember seeing it at, at Walmart. And then I think I saw it at Ollie's and I just never Damn. bought it. And I, I should have bought it when in doubt. Actually. Buying. Yeah. Especially a basic man, 10 bucks. I think I the rest of the set is Sting, Luger, and uh, and Booker, Booker T. So it was, yeah, yeah, it was like an all WCW set. Yeah, it's just some and cool basics the, back in the day. Not even back in the day. This was like three years ago, you know. Yeah, yep. And then uh, and then you got the JJ Dillon build a figure. So I remember hunting for that too hard because I wanted JJ Dillon and I wanted oh, Flair man. obviously. Yeah. And uh, I remember driving about forty minutes away because I saw that they had him on Brickseek, and uh, and scored. So very nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, good shit. What's your number two, my friend? Number two is another Mattel. The rest are Mattels, spoiler alert. And it is the original, uh, or the first, I should say. This is the first Ric Flair Mattel I bought. It is the defined, the first defining moments with that black robe. This black robe is iconic. Hey, I got it mint on card two. Oh, wow. You finally have one that I, that I own. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's just, I mean, the big gold belt, the blue trunks. Um, I like the other defining moment, uh, the, the, his last match there. Yeah. Um, uh, but this one, like the black robe is just so iconic. Yeah. Um, you know, sensational Sherry wore it with probably no clothes on underneath it. We've all seen that famous picture. <laughs> um, but like his WWE run or WWF run, everybody talks about the red robe. And for me, man, that, that black robe, I mean, that's what he wore at the Royal Rumble. Yep. I feel like that's what he wore most of the time in WWF is the uh, the black robe. And, 
the butterflies. I have these chalk line shorts with the nice. same pattern. Nice. Uh, but yeah, this figure, the scan is right on uh, for the time, you know, 90s. The tights are beautiful. The 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 font on his uh, on his trunks and his boots are perfect. And then, of course, you get the big gold belt as well. Yeah, We've talked about in this on these top five episodes how much I love this defining moments packaging. Like just to see the back, you can see the side. Each yep. of the packages are are made specifically for each guy. So they have like Ric Flair. They have like you know the sequins on the inside of the box. It's just a yep. great packaging. Good call love- on number two there. I love the defining moments line. Right. So I got, good. I got three more Ric Flair figures here on my desk. It doesn't seem like you're going to pick any of them. So I want to see who number one is going to be. No, there's definitely one I'm going to pick. Okay. Because you are an ultimate edition guy. Got to go with the ultimate edition. I have it carded in the ba- back there somewhere, uh, but I busted out the loose for this. And this is another Forbidden Figurines uh, uh, belt that she sells. Uh, this is the big gold belt, but it's actually got Ric Flair's name on the nameplate. So I, I'm not oh, a big fan awesome. of when figures have the belt over the robe, but because this has his name on the nameplate, I had to do yeah. it. You get the four horseman hand, the woo face, the taped fingers. Like there's just so where he keeps his blade. There's the robe. I mean, like what else is there to say about this figure? It's just, it's it's perfect. It's diamonds are forever, and so is the ultimate edition Ric Flair figure. Yeah, the woo face is what sells it. The four horsemen hands. Uh, the robe is just, I, I, you know, I can't say enough about these Ultimate Edition figures. And I feel bad for the people that are now trying to get into it, that uh, are trying to buy back the old ones. Because now that this line keeps going and they keep getting better and better, you know, people are really jumping on it. But I've heard everyone that comes out, people say this is the best Ric Flair figure ever. This is the best yep. Rock figure ever. This is the best Undertaker figure ever. Um, yep. So, you know, Mattel is Mattel's doing it right. So I have a couple more here on my desk. You did not pick this Defining Moments. I think you picked the right one, but I wanted to just show this one. This is from his last match with Shawn yep. Michaels at WrestleMania with that blue sequin, kind of very similar box to the... I have a quick story about that, uh, yeah. if you want to hear it real quick. Nah, so I nah. I, got, I want to go watch Netflix with Monday my wife. Thursday Night Football? No, nah, I don't watch this um, shitty game. That uh, that figure I brought to a signing to get signed. And it was when paint pens first like became a thing. Yeah. So I was like, oh, this is gonna look sick. I'm gonna have him make it out to Tom. Silver shark or silver paint pen. It's gonna look great. Is that a minor league hockey game? And he goes to write to Tom on it, and the paint pen just dripped everywhere, all over the package. So he he goes, I hate these fucking things. And he just started licking his finger. He wiped it all off and then signed it with a regular Sharpie. So it actually, it kind of looks like shit because yeah. he wiped it off and then he signed it with Sharpie. It was like three or four years ago. So it's fading. Um, but it was just like, he cool licked story. my figure, man. He licked <laughs> my figure. Exactly. But then that same night, I actually won the, the Ric Flair hockey jersey that is, uh, that's behind me. It was for that same team. And they raffled off uh, Springfield Thunderbirds uh, jersey. With that he signed uh, Nature Boy Ric Flair, so it all worked out. And then uh, the wife got me a frame for it. So um, yeah, that's I, I love it. I do like that figure. It was just like it's if I'm gonna pick a defining moment, it's yeah. a black robe one. How many Ric Flair autographs do you have? Not just figures, uh, just uh, I have an eight by ten, a figure, a belt. That's it. Uh, okay, three things. Things not too many. Yeah, that's a hard autograph to get. Many. He's not like you know one of those guys that's around all the time. So, 
he uh he's expensive too sometimes yeah. some yeah, places he he's yeah. uh he's super expensive i thought about getting i want to get the black and uh the black robe uh mint on card signed eventually um and now that paint pens have been around for a little bit longer and he's used to using them the technology has improved yeah yeah exactly exactly so nice. um this uh this wrestling figure database let's put them over uh real quick they actually stumped there's a few figures on here that i didn't even know existed it's dangerous um, man because I, I told you i did that for kurt angle and there's so many that i just don't even have that i thought i already had that you know oh shit he came with black a black trunk one and all this stuff but yeah this is uh it's a great website these guys have put a lot of work in. we had them on one of our early episodes of the podcast and they were still in the early stages of of building it out and i i was, yep. the, I was the one that i'm not i'm not the only one but i was like you got to have a search by person feature like that's yeah that's a game changer like without that it would just be neat on a haystack shit and yeah. um they did it and they've you know it's really well done it's just cool to see them all and you can click on a picture and just hit like the on your keyboard just hit you know right and just go boom 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 and just cross them off make a little checklist yep it's pretty cool the, especially the jacks ones are just do you have this unchained fury there's like a rick flair it's like just accessories. It's like a Ric Flair chair with a briefcase and a like shake weight or that. something. I was you have bring that? that up actually. It's a it's a lead pipe, a briefcase that actually has like his little logo there on it, and yeah. then the chair with his logo on it, and then a microphone. Um, I paid way too much money for that. Yeah. Uh, for what it was. Yeah. Uh, but there's only like two or three of them on eBay, and uh, I jumped on that recently. Um, but not I say recently. It's probably a year or so ago. Maybe even a little bit longer than that. But, yeah, I saw that, and I was like, oh, I need to get that. Um, also on here, uh, I was telling you before we went on the air, there's, like, uh, Match Champs Jacks line, which I've never heard of, and I typed that into eBay earlier today when I saw this. It's a Ric Flair figure in a referee shirt. Mm-hmm. Um, I typed that in and uh, in, in eBay, and uh, no luck finding that. Oh, so. uh, no. Then uh, save searches. Yeah, exactly. Yep, yep. There is a lot in here that I don't have. Um, just – random random stuff in here oh, I see this every rick flair jacks figure too from that era came with a lead pipe i saw that i saw like four of them in a row it looks like a bong yeah <laughs> did he use a lead pipe a lot in wwe i don't remember that there like he, he had a feud with the undertaker leading up to like wrestlemania 18 and that's when that's the only time i remember him ever using a lead pipe <laughs> yeah i just clicked but on like it. five figures they all have a lead pipe yeah it's crazy um, just like an honor, a couple honorable mentions. Uh, this best of WCW jacks. I was just looking at Rick that. Flair. Yeah, that's good. Mom, mom hair flair. Uh, I like that. Uh, I lo- love that figure. There, there's a jacks uh, classic superstars in the green robe. I've actually been watching that on eBay recently. Oh shit! I sold um, that about a year or two ago. Damn. Um, it's like eighty bucks right now on, oh, Amazon, uh, on uh, eBay for some reason. And then of course there's the. Uh, the white robe jacks that's like an employee exclusive um which i'll probably never own um from 2005 one so of 20 one of 25 yeah yeah that's crazy crazy Jesus. so that's tough but other rick flair figure i have here is this retro fest which is kind of like a basic bitch rick flair like yep. he has no emotion on his face but the robe's <laughs> nice I, I, yep. I bought this for the packaging i love this yeah retro those fest. retro fests are yeah. money money i have uh i have one loose and one mint on card for those uh what is the worst rick flair figure thought Tom. you would never ask so jacks in a that so jacks moment to quote the uh 
to quote the major brothers they did a two-pack with uh wrestlemania wrestlemania x8 uh wrestlemania 18 it's undertaker and uh rick flair and uh the first run of this figure uh came out like this with rick flair with black hair (laughs) now that's not like that's terrible but like the rest of this like it's like they use times new roman font on his boot on his boot basic bitch shit yeah exactly the rf on his crotch on on the front yeah it's on his crotch not off to the side not to mention the freaking black hair yeah so um this is actually it's not super super rare but it's rare enough yeah um where i had a hard time finding it and i'm like it's so bad i have to have it they probably stopped and remade it with uh, the right color i guess yep yep they re-released it with the right with the right color there's some bad uh san francisco toy makers ones too um there's actually a two-pack main event wrestlers with hogan um the hogan's bad it's another like it looks like they used the head from another figure line and then the rf is like right on his crotch instead of off to the side um there's like a fearsome foursome uh where it's uh diamond dallas page chris benoit flair and goldberg and like that like for like that figure to me looks worse than like the Gloob, like the Gloob has more detail yeah. and stuff in it than the some of these San Francisco toy maker uh, figures. What's the weirdest piece of Ric Flair merch that you have? Doesn't have to be a figure. Ooh, um, that I have. Hmm. I have a book from a comic book that he's like drawn in from Japan. Um, really? Maybe I can send you some pictures to put in the video. Yeah. Um. But uh, I think that's probably the weirdest. I mean, that hockey I mean, jersey is pretty not weird, but it's probably unique. Like how many? That's probably the that, only yeah. One that's a one exists. of one. Yeah. Um, I have some beer cans, you know, that were featured uh, with. You oh know, yeah, I gave you one of those. Uh, yeah. You did, you did. And then there's um, there's one out here. Um, I for, I want to say Greater Good is the brewery who made it, and they um, they did a. It's a moose with. Uh, a moose with a Ric Flair robe on it, like they stole they stole his likeness, but put it on a moose. Oh, okay, um, nice. Yeah, I think that's. I mean, I don't really have anything super super weird. I did see that there's like an old school Galoob watch on eBay last night while we were recording the oh, podcast. Oh man, we, we were talking about that. It's two hundred two hundred dollars for a fucking kids watch. See, it's, it's going to be tough to have a collection like it's the same way with Macho Man, but he didn't have as many figures as Ric Flair. I feel like like there's got to be you mentioned it before just stuff that you don't even know existed and then it comes up you see it on ebay yep. like you just do a, a search for rick flair and you're going to see something probably you didn't even know existed and it's probably going to be 100 or 200 dollars. that's yeah yep and that's kind of what happened with the like going on that figure uh database site the wrestling figure database.com is that evolution three pack i didn't know that was a thing and i just looked it up and it's 200 there's only one on ebay right oh, now it's 200 dollars. so <laughs> um yeah it's just you never you're always especially with how long he's been around same thing like you said with macho man they both were you know been around forever um so like trying to find stuff or when you come up with something it's it's going to be pricey for the most part for sure any thoughts on the recent allegations and all the bullshit against rick flair i mean i i hope we haven't seen the last of him you know he's kind of up there in age you know he did some stuff back in the day which probably seemed innocent yeah. at the time i don't want to get into all that stuff but 
he's kind of been pushed away. You know, he was released by WWE. He hasn't really shown up in any kind of wrestling promotion. He's getting up there in age. Do you think we've seen the last of Ric Flair in the public, or do you think, you know, under the year from now, we see him back somewhere? No, I think he'll be back eventually. I just think he, uh, I, th- I mean, I think he obviously did that. I think if you uh, if you pay attention to the story, I think afterwards there was some stuff that came out about the woman who made those allegations about her being like a con artist. And I'm not saying she made all that up because it's definitely something Ric Flair would do, but I could see the truth being twisted a little bit. Um, and I, again, I, I'm not saying Ric Flair is a angel or anything like that. Yeah, it's, yeah. You know, but I could see, you know, somebody trying to take advantage of the situation totally for some extra money. So, um, I mean, this is this story has been out there for, you know, how many years now? And this is the first time it's come up with that with the documentary that again, I'm not I'm not trying to no, say no, I see know. what you're saying. Like this was 20 years ago. And obviously they they want to get some sensational stories on on Dark Side of the Ring. But Right. To punish a guy for something that happened so long ago that, you know, I don't know what, how, if this was already been covered and there, there's a lawsuit or whatever and he's already paid for this, he's already been punished for it, I, I don't know. But I just hope we haven't seen the, the the last of Ric Flair. You know, some of these guys like Hulk Hogan, you know, that we were childhood fans of, they might, but not, might not have been the best guys in the world, but it's just, you know – there's only so few of these guys left uh, on the planet that we idolized and loved growing up that I just want to be able right. to soak as much up as we can until they're not here anymore, you know. And again, I'm not saying it was okay what he did, but yeah. at the same time, it, it's like it, it's a different time, um, you know, back then. You had Terry Runnels in that same, you know, that same uh, – same documentary where she's saying that some stuff happened to her and nobody's making a big deal out of that. They're all just saying, you know, uh, you know, no sell it or whatever. So it's like you got either like picking and choosing. I feel like in Rick, I feel like Ric Flair got the short end of the stick here a little bit. Um, not saying again, not saying he's like a perfect angel or anything like that, but I think, uh, I think some of it was exaggerated a bit. So, but what do I know? I think he'll be back. Um, sooner than later, I don't know if he'll be with AEW or WWE or, or what, but I think he will definitely be back on our TV screen soon. I would love to see, you know, we've seen so many Mattel figures from him. I would love, would love to see him sign with AEW just to get him into that legends line. And I'm wondering if AEW is going to do that. I mean, Jeremy Padauer ran Jacks and had that classic superstars line where they just signed a bunch of people. I'm wondering yep. if we're going to get to the point maybe next year where it's just like, Okay, Hacksaw Jim Duggan is uh, out of his contract. Does he want to sign and be an AEW legend or a WWE legend? Like, who's going to give him the most money to make figures? Like, that would be great for us as fans, and I think it would motivate WWE to get some more motherfuckers under contract and give us some more unique figures. I mean, I love these legend figures, but we can only take so many Jake Roberts and Billy Guns and and all these others before we, you know, give me something fresh and new. So. Yeah, I agree 100%. Uh, they need to freshen up the roster. Um, we don't need another Junkyard Dog or anything. You know, forget Junkyard Dog. You just made a barba- or a Warlord figure that's not going to have a Barbarian to go with it. So, <laughs> yeah. like, let's, yeah. you know, let's make that happen instead of, you know, giving us another JYD figure. Some guys um, that, like, you might even think of as legends that, you know, the, the head shrinkers, the smoking guns, right. like, get some of these guys signed and make some figures and 
do some shit yep. with them, you know? Oh, man, I would love the smoking gun. That'd Hell, yeah. A cool, cool set. It'd be awesome. But uh, what what do I know? What do I know? Um, <laughs> I think it is a cool time right now, and I think we will see Ric Flair hopefully back in some other form. Um, any final words on the Nature Boat before we, before we get out of here, my friend? Not really. I think we covered everything. Diamonds are forever, and so is Ric Flair. So yes. he'll, he'll be back. He'll be back. His Hasbro was pretty awful, but overall, I think he's had some great figures and, um, you know, one of the best to ever do it. Hope, I hope John Cena doesn't break his record, but if he does, it's, you know, we'll see. We'll see. There'll be some backlash for sure. Yeah, I'm with you. I hope uh, I hope Cena does not break it. I hope not. Tommy, thank you for joining us. Everybody check out the Run-In Podcast. You guys drop new episodes every Friday. We just recorded a... Uh, Watch along for the new Netflix Undertaker special, which was uh, special in, in many different ways. <laughs> but, uh, Tommy, thank you for joining us. We'll have to do another one of these really soon, man. Yes, sir. Thanks for having me, man. appreciate it. All right. Thanks to Tommy Paradise from the Run and Podcast for joining us tonight to talk about all things Ric Flair related. And, uh, again, you can check out his podcast, The Run and Podcast. They are on Instagram, The Run In Pod, Twitter at Run In Podcast. Him and DJ do uh, some great stuff. Love both of those guys. And uh, really have enjoyed becoming friends with those guys, man. They, uh, you know, the best thing about the internet and the wrestling community is like meeting people through social media, becoming friends with them. Now, me and Tom have met a couple times. He's come here to Baltimore, he stayed on my couch. So, uh, great, great stuff, man. Um, all right. Another episode in the books. Next time we're going to do a top five with our buddy DJ from the run in podcast with some sting figures, which, uh, I don't have, uh, I have a couple. I have actually more pre-ordered than I have actually here in the house. So, uh, that'll be fun. We'll talk to him about that. And, uh, we'll ask him the same question about how we met Tom give them the same same answer but uh uh be fun let's get to our warlord elite collector's edition giveaway we put this on our social media we asked you guys to to repost it we had a ton of responses i'm gonna pick from all of the responses right now i have listed out here in my phone let me go in the hand All right, the winner of the Warlord Collector's Edition Elite figure is Darren Anderson487 on Instagram. Darren, you do res- I do wrestling figure photography. I love collecting wrestling figures. Well, Darren, you have a new figure for your collection, man. We're going to send you that Warlord. Just shoot us over your address. And we will get that all taken care of for you, man. And next week on the show, when we record that next episode, our good buddy Pete from the Dog Pound uh, Wrestling Shop is going to give us a SummerSlam Elite Triple H Chase figure. So we're doing back-to-back giveaways. We're going to try to do as many giveaways now as we can for you guys and uh, support the show so much. Uh, 
so yeah, that's the giveaway for this week. Darren Anderson is the the winner. Next week we're doing a Triple H Elite giveaway for that, and um, I'm excited, man. We're getting into the holidays here. We'll do some watch along, some some fun episodes, and um, I do want you guys to check out our Facebook group. It's just go to thefigcave.com. It'll take you there. And uh, it's free to join. There's no dollar charge or anything like that. Just sign up for our Facebook. Uh, we have about 500 folks there uh, that are buying and selling and trading figures back and forth. Um, 533 to be exact. I just pulled it up. Uh, we do giveaways all the time in there. We do some live fig hunts. We do just random conversation. It's just a fun place to kind of hang out a little, our little corner of the internet uh, so check it out, thefigcave.com. It's free to enter, free to join, and it's a great place too. if you don't have uh, – I mean, someone j- literally just messaged me while we were recording and asked me if I needed the, needed the Legends uh, Kevin Nash Elite figure that's at Target now. And, uh, you know, if you don't live by a Target or Walmart or uh, you, you missed out on something, do not pay eBay prices. Do not, you know, feed the scalpers. Uh, come check out the Fig Cave and save yourself some money. If you get some old stuff to sell, um, it's a great group to sell stuff in as well. So uh, I can't recommend it enough. And, and we try to keep it to, you know, really good brothers and good sisters. So check it out. Um, that's about it from us here, guys. We are going to get going. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. Thank you for supporting. Uh, we still have some of the Fig Cave stickers that we have and uh shoot me a message we can get some of those sent out to you a uh, couple bucks throw my way and I'll, I'll put them in the mail to you not a problem and uh that's about it guys thank you stay classy and keep listening we'll be back next week see you